Welcome to our Daily Inspiration Podcast. As Inspire Church is walking through a 30-day rule of life, whether you are participating fully or just listening, we hope you are blessed. Good morning, Inspire Church. My name is Fred Mock. I am the lead pastor of Quicksilver Church in San Jose. I met Pastor Philip maybe three or four years ago at a pastor's group, church planners group, and I planted Quicksilver Church in September of 2020. We launched during a pandemic. It's been quite a ride. We started meeting over Zoom, so I guess I'm I'm a little bit used to <laughs> preaching or, or speaking to a microphone. Um, and then we've been meeting outdoors over the past year, and now we're meeting in the courtyard of a church on Sunday mornings. So I'm excited to talk to you today about the practice of prayer, and specifically the act of prayer journaling. I'm going to talk about prayer journaling, which is part of a subset, you could say, of prayer itself. And so in doing that, I'm going to give you a structure for how I'm going to um, discuss this. First, I want to define what prayer journaling is. Then I want to talk about the audience for prayer journaling. Who are you writing for? I want to discuss why. Why even bother? Um, and maybe I should do that first. I'll do the why first, and then I'll do the, the who you're writing for. Um, and then I'll close by talking about how. And I'll read some excerpts from prayer journals that I've written in the past um, 10 years. And I guess I could go back farther even to college stuff, but that's going to be pretty embarrassing. Um, a lot of these things I have actually never talked about at this level of detail and certainly haven't shared these excerpts from my prayer journal. So um, I'm excited to do this. Let's go for it. First, what is prayer journaling? Prayer journaling is, is very simple. It means to keep a record of your prayer life. The Psalms are the prayer journal of Israel um, and for a community of believers. So not only are they um, a collective prayer journal for a community of people, for, for the chosen people of God, they're also an individual prayer journal as well. They are ways in which the prayers that David spoke have been recorded. Um, and so it's, it's really that simple. It's just the act of recording the things that you pray, recording your prayer life with God. Why bother? Why prayer journal? Um, I know this has been associated in Christian circles as being like super spiritual and stuff like that, and you need your coffee, you have to do it in the morning, all this kind of stuff. Well, I think there's a certain power. There's a spiritual power, number one, in speaking a prayer out loud. I think all of us have experienced um, praying quietly, praying to oneself, especially you know when you're lying down, either trying to fall asleep or you can't fall back asleep and you're just lying there, your eyes are closed and you're saying a prayer in your head. Um, God hears those prayers, no doubt. God hears those prayers, absolutely. And yet there is a power in when we speak a prayer out loud. Even now, as I'm looking at these notes, there's a power in me saying them out loud. There's a different kind of power that happens when they're spoken. Um, and so there is a power in speaking a prayer, and there's also a power in writing a prayer down. As I mentioned, the Psalms are the prayer journal of the community of Israel, and they're also now um, prayers that we can use. And so um, prayer journaling or writing down prayers are, is a way to have a memory. Um, and memory and the ability to remember is extremely important. It's a spiritual practice to remember. And this hit me as I was going through, as I was preaching through the book of Exodus, and there's this climactic moment, this buildup to when Israel is going to be exiting Egypt. 
and it's been prophesied um, throughout the beginning of the book that God would deliver um, Israel out of, out of Egypt, and they're getting ready um, to um, do the Passover, the, the plague on the firstborn, and it's just building, building, tensions building, building, and then all of a sudden you get to Exodus 13, right as they're about to leave, and then it gives this really long kind of um, instructions for how Israel is supposed to remember the Passover. It's not even the Passover itself. It's like, this is what you're going to do to remember the Passover. And it just strikes me as like, what what is going on here? All the tension feels, uh, this for a movie, this would be like a super slow scene. This is where people would fall asleep and completely check out. And I realized, you know what? I think what uh, what Moses was doing in writing this is the ability to remember is what makes us who we are because it reminds us where we came from. And it is so crucial for Moses to tell this people, you need to remember who you are and where you came from because you are formed by where you came from. And the Passover, the Exodus is how you were formed. It is where you have come from, um, that you have been formed by God's salvation over you. And so the ability to remember um, that that is who we are. I mean, that's what makes us who we are. In fact, I've been thinking about um, my parents. I've been thinking about um, things like uh, dementia and, and Alzheimer's and, and things that go with aging and the loss of memory that's associated with that. And it is a, a truly tragic thing to lose one's memory because the way that we love people is by remembering who they are. And the way, that we, the way that we have relationships with people is because of shared experience, shared memories of one another. The way that you know someone is because you remember something about them. And when that begins to be lost, um, you're, you're no longer the same person. And so the act of prayer journaling or, or recording things that happen to us and the things that we're praying is a reminder, is a way to shape who we are, to remember who we are and what God has done in our lives. That's why we do it. Okay, the next question I want to answer is, who are you writing for? Who is your audience for this? And it may sound obvious, but the audience for this is you're writing first and foremost to God because that's what prayer is. Our audience, when we journal, is always first and foremost God. And you may wonder, what's the point of writing it down if God already knows what we're thinking? I think there are other audiences besides God that we are writing for. We're also writing for and to ourselves. That's why the act of remembering is so important. We're, we're writing for our own sake so that we can remember what we've expressed to God and how we felt at a certain moment in time and the things that we're praying to see and record when and how God answered those prayers. And so you're also writing to yourself when you are prayer journaling. And then lastly, and this one's more controversial, people talk about journaling as something that you write only between God and yourself and that you'd never think about other people when you're writing it because that taints and destroys your ability to be completely honest and candid and transparent in your writing. And I think there's some truth to that. I think there is, um, there is this sense that when you prayer journal, you want it to be authentic and real. And the only way to be truly authentic and real and, and no holds barred is if you know no one else is going to see it and you recognize no one else is going to see it. It's, only, it's for your eyes only. And I think, um, I think there's something good in that. I think there's something powerful with that and something important that goes with that. Um, and yet what I would also say is, personally, I'm motivated by the prospect that someone else might read it. Okay, And maybe that's very arrogant on my part and e egotistical, and yet that's one 
aspect that's tremendously motivating to me, that there is a possibility that someday my, my kids or someone else might read. Uh, I mean, frankly, that's why I became a pastor, right? Because I want to share the, the, the things that are in my head, the, the thoughts that I have. Um, it actually motivates me to write when I think in those ways. And I think about some, someone reading it in the future. Now, some of you might think that taints what I'm writing, but I don't think of it that way. So I would just think about it in ways that encourage you and motivate you to write things down. And that's one way I think about it. And so if someone tells you, you can't think about, you know, you can't do X, Y, or Z, well, why can't you? <laughs> you know, if this, if this is what helps you to be able to express your prayer life to God and to record what you're praying, go for it. Do it. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is how. How do you, um, how do you start and sustain um, a prayer journal? Well, the first thing I'll comment is that the, the habit and discipline of prayer journaling is like any other habit or discipline. Um, it is something you practice, and it can, it's always difficult in the beginning, and it gets easier with practice. So what I would say, as with any kind of practice, it's important to make it as easy as possible and to start small. It is so important to start incrementally. Um, and I'll give some examples of, of what that means. So the how, let me just give some logistics and logistics is, is always, uh, you know, it's kind of boring, but the practical, we just got to, we got to talk about the practical stuff. So when I first started journaling, um, this is over 30 years ago, um, back when I was in high school, um, my journaling consisted of using, you know, a paper journal, um, and then just writing my thoughts down. And I had heard from Christian mentors, some, some older men, um, about the, the spirituality of it, and I thought I think it was it was probably, um, and this is maybe more during college. I had read Elizabeth Elliot's um, Passion and Purity, or uh, I think it's Shadow of the Almighty, this biography of Jim Elliot, uh, Elizabeth Elliot's late husband, um, and she just wrote about how um, she, it was it was all taken from his journals, and I just thought, wow, that's amazing, and that's where I got motivated to write a journal in, in hopes that someone else might read it. Um, but I just began writing down things that happened in my life, and I'd write, I'd handwrite it. But over time, oh, and I would say one requirement if you're going to handwrite your journal is that your handwriting be legible. <laughs> I can't emphasize that enough. If you're going to journal, make sure your handwriting is legible. And that sounds super obvious, but like it's pretty important you be able to read your own writing. Um, and there are definitely times when I've looked back from my college journals. Um, even even high school, and I can't read what I wrote, and it's pretty frustrating. It's like I'm trying to like get excited about what God was doing or how I've changed, and I, I can't read a particular word. Like I prayed this for someone, and I can't read I can't read my my chicken scratch. And so make sure your writing's legible. And as I've gotten older, the legibility of my writing has decreased because I spend less time handwriting. And most of us are on computer, you know, laptops or whatever, um, or, or, or our phones texting. Um, and we're not used to handwriting. I think there's something um, spiritual and something helpful about the act of handwriting. And I think one great thing about a handwritten journal is that it focuses you. You can't, you know, surf the web when you're um, writing in a journal. I mean, you can certainly have your mind wander and be distracted. Um, but there's an advantage of having a handwritten journal. It also is difficult to erase. You know, I always journal in pen. So the first thing I write down, that's what it is. And I can't reorganize it when I... Um, in the last, what, 10, 15 years, I've transitioned, well, 15 years ago, I, I transitioned to keeping a journal in um, Microsoft Word, um, and that was okay, because, but I just have all these files running around, they're super difficult to search, and so about 10 years ago, um, I switched to Evernote, 
um, and I use Evernote to journal. And it's um, it's been a game changer for me because it just makes it really easy for me to write things down. And I'll just create a new note. Um, I'll think of a title. And sometimes I can get stuck on the title, but I'll just write something as the title. Um, and I just go. I just go for it. And then I can always search um, based on keywords. Um, and it sorts everything by date. And this is really helpful because it encourages me to write. So what I want to encourage you is when you're starting out on this, you want to make it as easy as possible for you. So having something that makes it easy, whether it's on your phone or um, an app, whatever it is, make it easy for yourself um, to be able to um, to be able to write things down. The other thing that handwritten was difficult is I'm a lefty, um, and um, the ink smears were just crazy. Um, when you're a lefty, you write left to right, and you your hand passes over um, and smears the ink that are, that's on it. And so that kind of drove me crazy with the ink smears. I've got to make sure the kind of pen that I'm using um, doesn't smear easily. Um, and then a lot of these journals, the handwritten journals, they're like kind of small and the um, the ridge of the binding um, gets in the way of my left hand. So I have to orient the, um, the prayer journal a certain way and just makes it really challenging. So anyways, there's a whole bunch of logistics that made it difficult for me to do handwritten journals. Again, I'm not against them. Um, then you also have to protect your journals too. You have to make sure no one gets them and I just think it's a, a little bit easier for with Evernote. Um, and, I, and of course, I also back up my Evernote so I don't have to worry about, um, yeah, it, it um, people, well, losing it um, due to my laptop being stolen or something like that. Okay, and but I would definitely pass, password protect it. Okay, so those are some logistics of, um, of, of how to journal. The other one then is um, what do you journal about? Like what are you going to write about, right? H- how and when do you write? And so... I would pick a time of day, and a lot of people see morning as the most spiritual, and I can see why morning um, is good, and I have become more of a morning person as I've gotten older, Um, but you want to create, you want to carve out a little bit of time, and I think especially as you're starting out, I think five minutes is great, okay, Um, and if you want to, some people, I remember in seminary, people were like, oh, well, how many words does this paper have to be, you know, is it, is it? what kind of font, all these type of questions. And what I would say is if you're starting out, just write a couple sentences. You know, just talk to God about how you're feeling and just start with that. If that's the most important thing that you can do at that moment or the thing that you're feeling the most, just write about that. Um, And I also recognize that there are certain seasons where it's really difficult um, to journal, um, to prayer journal. Okay, one of those seasons is when you have young kids. I remember uh, once we started having, you know, uh, we have four kids. Once we started, and they're they're 20, 17, uh, 15, and 13 now. But early on in, in their lives, man, there's just the sleep te- deprivation plus the inability to find a place that's quiet. And then when it's and then when you're when it's finally quiet, you either want to sleep or, you know, get work done. Uh, makes it really difficult to prayer journal. And so I would just encourage you if you're starting out, you're in a stage, a season of life where it's just really difficult. Receive so much grace for yourself and just start with a few minutes. Even just a few minutes a week of writing something down, of writing a prayer down, even that habit um, alone, I think, could bear lots of uh, much fruit in your life. Um, okay, and then as far as prompts, what are the things you write about? Well, I'm going to give you four. Um, I'm going to give you four options, and then I'll tell you what I've been doing recently um, as a prayer journal prompt. Um, the first prompt that I like to use is the Lord's Prayer, and the reason I say the Lord's Prayer is a prompt is I do, I do, I do um, view. The Lord's Prayer is a starting point for prayer. It's not meant, um, I, I think it's meant to be repeated verbatim, but I think what um, is more, what is powerful about saying the Lord's Prayer is to take each part of it and develop it as its own prayer. So for instance, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I just write that. 
And then I'll write, God, you are the good father. You're distinct and different from every other earthly father. There's no one else like you. Even me as a father is completely different from how you are as a father. And so I can just riff on that, you know, for, for a paragraph or so. And just spend time meditating on that and writing down different characteristics about how God is different. And I can even write down things um, that have happened to me recently that make God distinct and different. Um, and so that's one starting point for how you can start prayer journaling is taking a passage of scripture, particularly a prayer, writing that prayer down and then giving your own kind of response, written response to it. Another prompt that I like to use is to talk about how I feel at a given moment. And I will say something like, I feel angry or I feel sad. Um, and then I'll talk about the values that undergird that or the situation in which um, I feel that emotion. And frankly, a lot of my prayer journals actually reaching back to college are always about some kind of confession of something I'm feeling guilty about or something I feel insecure about or some kind of pain that I'm currently um, experiencing, some kind of anxiety, something that's hanging over my head. And it's funny because I have to get that out. It's like I have to get out that guilt or insecurity in order to keep writing um, because that's what's actually blocking me from being able to be fully in the moment, being able to fully engage. And there are times when that's the only thing that I'll journal is the thing that I'm feeling guilty about or afraid of or ashamed about. Um, and I think that's okay. I think that's actually important for us to get it because it actually tells a little, it tells something about ourselves and how easily we're weighed down by guilt and shame and condemnation. Um, and so I think it's important to be able to just put that out there and say, God, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing at this moment. And I would really encourage you, especially if you're not in the habit of writing about your emotions, just to take some time to feel them and to make sure that you're using um, the language of emotion. So rather than saying like, I feel attacked or I feel um, put upon or, or something like that, which aren't emotions, you use emotion language like I feel angry or I feel depressed or I feel sad or I feel ashamed. Um, and then and then begin to examine and, and look inwardly like what is it that's um, uh, causing those emotions to arise what are the what are the values that undergird those things what is what's the situation um, that triggered those emotions and that that takes a lot of work I'm not going to pretend that that's something easy to do or that's not there isn't some kind of skill involved um, but there there's a starting point I'm, I'm giving you some prompts to be able to talk about it and express that and be authentic and share your heart to God um, because that's what David does in the Psalms and he uses images and metaphors to be able to describe it, and I'd encourage you to practice the same. Um, the other thing that I journal about, and this is actually really easy to do, is just to record events, just to record things that have happened. And especially in my early 20s, there was so much happening, like getting married and having kids um, and changing um, and then having a job and all these different changes that it was easy to write down what was happening and travel. Travel is really easy to talk about and, and to record events. And there it's, um, you know, it can be a little bit superficial, but it's, it's, it's actually important too to be able to just start writing and to get in the habit of writing something. Um, and then lastly, another thing I journal <clears throat> about is my, of course, my prayer requests, people that I'm interceding on behalf, people that I'm praying for. Um, and that certainly includes my wife and my kids. And then just, a Maybe a couple months ago, I wrote out a prayer for our life group leaders. Um, and in some of those cases, I'll share those prayers with the people that I've been praying for. And that's where it's, I think it's really important to write down what you're praying for because um, then you have a record of it. This is what I'm praying for because you want to repeat it. You want to go back to it and then pray it. And I will go back to the prayers that I write, write down for other people as part of prayer journaling. Um, yeah, so those are some some things, and then there's also some. It's also helpful to start with some prompts in terms of like um, exactly what to write. 
So um, about 10 years ago, I started this prompt of, I am a slave to Christ alone. I will serve no other master. And I started every journal entry with that sentence. I am a slave to Christ alone, and I will serve no other master. It was just a way of getting my, my mind kind of set on God. And just like the Lord's Prayer, right? It's just, it's just kind of this habit that as I write out, it helps, my, it helps me to give attention to God and what he's doing and what my commitment or devotion to him is. Um, and so there's a lot of different prompts that you can use. Another one is I'll use, I'll, 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 a second sentence that I'll write is, I will slay the dragon. And then I'll say, it's a metaphorical, right? I will slay the dragon of boredom. I will slay the dragon of anxiety. I will slay the dragon of, of uh, nervousness. You know, those are different um, dragons that I talk about slaying. Um, and so that's another prompt that I use. Um, hopefully that gives you some idea of some different things that I journal about. And what I wanted to do kind of in the last couple minutes is just share some excerpts of things that I have written in terms of my prayer journal. And what I want to do in addition to that is share something I've learned from a recent podcast that I listened to. It's, it's a podcast from The Art of Manly, Manliness. And it was recorded, I think, last year, last Christmas time or so. Um, and it's about this um, process of reflection that comes from like this Japanese school of um, religion or philosophy. And it's very simple. I mean, it doesn't have to be religiously motivated. In fact, it's actually quite, quite um, Christian, right? It's quite, it's quite biblical. Um, and it's answering this question, who have I received from? Who have I received from? And the purpose of that question is to encourage gratitude. And for us as Christians, it's actually very easy to recognize who is the source of our gratitude, and it is God himself. Um, but also to recognize all the various people and things that he's placed in our life that we can express gratitude for. And what I think is great about this practice is it's teaching me to give attention to things and people whom I normally do not give attention to. And it's, it's kind of like this exercise. It is an exercise where I am focusing on something that not only do I not normally think about, but I want to think about it in a different way just by giving myself attention to it. So just the 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 act of asking that question, who have I received from, puts me in a state of, of mind that influences my heart. And if prayer, um, and I believe prayer is meant to change us. So the act of prayer journaling and writing down the things about who I've received from is a spiritual practice. And so let me give some examples. Um, I like to play basketball. Pastor Philip, I hope we can uh, play ball sometime. So this is what I wrote down yesterday after playing, playing basketball. Um, at 24-Hour Fitness, I wrote down, thank you for the humiliation from Joe who stole the ball from me while I was in the backcourt and then hit a three in my face. I felt humiliated and my ego bruised. And then I wrote, Lord, would I bear humiliation for the kingdom and experience the suffering for being a Christian? Lord, let me face rejection. So let me explain that. I was playing with a, with a friend of mine from my church named Joe. He stole the ball from me, hit a three, and I was really angry. I actually really wanted to get back at him. But I just noticed that I was angry, and I felt ashamed. I just felt exposed there on the court. Um, and then what it occurred to me is, like, I'm angry about someone stealing the ball from me on a basketball court. How much greater is the privilege to be um, embarrassed and ashamed of being a Christian or sharing the gospel? Wouldn't that be such a great privilege to feel embarrassed and ashamed for 
um, for being a follower of Jesus and for standing up for the faith. Because if I'm willing to step on a basketball court and be humiliated, which I am and was, what a greater privilege it would be um, to suffer for being a Christian, sharing the gospel. And so that was just something I prayed I was, uh, as I was writing. I was like, thank you for that gift of humiliation, and I pray that I would do it for, for good reasons, not just for playing basketball. Um, and then this is hilarious. I'll just I'll share this. I wrote down the bathroom code at Starbucks because that's where I was per journaling. It's 31511 in case you need the bathroom code for the uh, North San Jose Starbucks. Um, and I wrote this. I received from the staff at Denny's because I had breakfast thereafter, um, including Maria, the notification that my red car had been broken into, may have been broken into. It turned out it was a red Ford Fusion. And Maria gave Mo, my, our worship pastor, fruit, as well as to me, two big glasses of water because 24-Hour Fitness didn't have any water. They turned off all their water fountains. Okay, so why do I even share that? It's super minor, totally mundane. I wrote that because most of the people who serve me, I don't give attention to after the moment. You know, I try to be polite to people, um, to the wait staff at Denny's and to the people at Starbucks. But after I, I'm done interacting with them, I don't think about them. I don't, I don't even um, really express or think about being grateful for them. I mean, I say thank you, but only because it's a social convention. And so with this practice of prayer journaling in terms of ask, and asking, answering that question, who have I received from, it's changed me in terms of thinking about, hey, you know what? There are people that God has placed in my life who I barely notice, but that God is using to serve and to give me a gift. And the gift that um, the manager at Denny's gave me was telling me that my car, we were, we were in a not a great area of San Jose, that my car may have been broken into, and it turned out it was someone else's car. <laughs> but I appreciate that. That was a gift given to me, as well as the waitstaff you know, giving um, Mo fruit when it wasn't part of the menu. And there's just different things that you just don't even think about unless you give attention to it. And that question, reflecting on that question, gave me the gift of giving attention to all the things that God is doing um, to give to me. And so another thing I wrote about as I received from my wife, the idea of hospitality for my sermon, um, because she, um, we both, our sleep quality has kind of declined over the past, you know, five, 10 years. And now we just kind of lie awake in the mornings and she uses that time to think of ideas. And then she'll sometimes, you know, jump up and write some things down. And she was giving me some ideas for my sermon uh, for this past Sunday. And I, I super appreciate it. Uh, let me read something else. This is from November 9th, 2020, um, that I prayer journal about. And it says, man, I can receive so much grace for that sermon. First outdoor service, first time preaching in front of 50 plus people in seven months. That's in person. It was super cold. I'm standing in front of a microphone with a laptop camera focused on me. It's hilarious. It was so hard. And I'm beating myself up for that. Jeez. And so you can see I was engaging in some morbid introspection. It was probably a Monday that I was writing this and um, just feeling like, just kind of feeling terrible about our, how our outdoor service went, which is obviously during COVID. And, um, and you can just see there's just some, some guilt and anxiety and condemnation that I experienced, and I had to write it down. I wrote it down, and it was kind of a prayer that, God, um, I, I need grace. I want to receive your grace, and I'm not experiencing it at that moment. Um. And let me read this uh, last one. This is from October 14th, 2012. This is when I first, around when I first started using Evernote. Um, Caleb, who was probably maybe nine or 10 at the time, this is what I wrote. Caleb prayed tonight in his bedtime prayer. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have created and all that you are going to create. And then that's what he said. And then I wrote, Lord, create in me a clean heart. 
Um, I, I actually don't remember that he said that, but after reading it, I'm like, wow, that's, that's a pretty profound bedtime prayer. Um, and then I kind of riffed on it by saying, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And so there's, there are certain memories that I have of my children that I love to write down and then riff off them as part of my own prayer journaling life. And so my prayer for you is that you could begin or sustain this habit, this practice of prayer journaling, so that you could remember God's faithfulness in your life, because that is what forms us. Our memories form us. And by writing down what God has done, you are being formed by your prayer life. Um, and I pray that for you today. Thanks, Inspire Church. Go in peace. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you are inspired as we journey together to reorient our lives in life-giving practices as demonstrated in God's Word.